All right. Uh, well, here we are. It is Friday, June 24th, a little after 11.30 a.m. This is kind of an impromptu episode. Um, I just thought that given the catastrophic Supreme Court decision that it would be nice to kind of just provide a forum to kind of talk about this stuff. Uh, you know, the, the, the end of row, this, uh, horrible though expected Supreme Court decision, uh, which effectively ends the federal right to abortion around the United States of America. Um, kind of, it's, it's, it's weird because it's like, it's kind of hard to like overstate like how catastrophic and how horrific this decision is. But then at the same time, like, it's like. Like, I find it hard to, like, even talk about it with, like, the necessary, like, I guess, passion to it. I I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, but um, this is, like, such a huge thing that, that – but I'm also kind of just, like, wiped. I'm, like, apathetic, especially, uh, you know, it, it, if you don't know, like, a, a bunch of terrible decisions came out uh, yesterday as well, uh, including – you know, a decision on the Miranda rights that, that, you know, in my view kind of ends like that right in some ways where you can't really, you know, you can't sue now if the rights are violated. Um, you know, there's like some back and forth. I'm not a lawyer. So, you know, maybe that's like an, an exaggeration as to the effect, but it's not great. Um, you know, I, I think that there were some other decisions today. This has just kind of sucked up all of the oxygen, but yeah, uh, you know, the, the, the court found uh, in favor of the anti-abortion forces, and now uh, the right to an abortion is effectively over uh, in the United States. So I don't like really even know like what to say. I guess I'll just kind of go through. I had a little Twitter thread about this. I'll kind of go through that stuff. And like I said, like, please call in and, and, and talk. I mean, this is open phone lines. Like, it's just like, whatever you guys want to call in and talk about this, whatever you want to say, uh, just get in the queue and, and, and we'll take you, uh, as you come. I see, uh, I just got a message from, from a friend saying that it does effectively end the potency of Miranda rights. Right. So like, yeah, um, this is the decision yesterday. So, uh, basically held that if your Miranda rights are violated, uh, and you, you know, are convicted, or even if you're not convicted, if they are violated, you're not allowed, you, you, you don't have the right to sue, uh, which basically means that you don't have the right to enforce uh, those rights in a civil action, uh, I believe. And so, yeah, it does effectively end the potency uh, of those rights. But I'll, I'll yeah, I'll, I guess I'll go into my thread, which kind of, you know, talks about some of the People who I think you know can can credibly be seen as uh, responsible for the situation that we're in here, um, and uh, you know just to say off the top, like it, yes, obviously uh, the the right wing, the uh, the Republican Party specifically, the evangelical conservatives, uh, yes, I mean this was their political project. They have been planning this for over 40 years. Uh, I, I I know that just a slight digression. I know that it's it's kind of it, it, you would think that it would be like 50 years because Roe came down in 73, but it's a little more complicated than that, uh, and mostly because after um, 
after after it kind of became distasteful for the evangelical uh, Christian movement in this country to be so explicitly white supremacist and about and have their anger be explicitly about the fact that there was integration in schools and in public spaces, then they kind of this was I, I think Falwell was was like one of the architects of this. They kind of flipped it uh, to being about abortion rights. Uh, but you know th- th- that change kind of came a little bit slowly. So I would say like you know over forty. But anyway, over forty years, uh, and uh, you know they, they've been planning this. They they have packed the court. Uh, you know, f- five of the six justices that ruled uh, against uh, the federal right to an abortion uh, were appointed by presidents who you know uh, were elected without a majority, w- w- without the most votes of of the two uh, main vote getters in. In the elections, you know, uh, because of the electoral college and the way that our uh, political system is set up, uh, so yes, like obviously, like they, you know, the, like this is a right wing project, and and yes, the the right wing uh, bear primary responsibility for it, and I don't think that that's something that they would even think is bad. Like this is something that they wanted to do, so obviously they're going to be happy about that. But I think that it is important, especially. Uh, when we're faced with a situation like this, a, a lot of the time there is a sense of like, you know, you really have to just go after the right and you have to go after uh, conservatives and you have to kind of all band together, you know, liberals and the left and make sure that everybody's standing together. Um, and like, okay, fine. Like maybe maybe there's some use to that. Maybe there's some utility to that. Uh, but But I don't think that it really works if you're going to do that uh, on the terms of liberals, on the terms of the centrists. And, and the reason is, is because uh, this was actually avoidable. Uh, there are two main things that I can think of in the past, uh, let's say, maybe 10 years. I mean, really like, like maybe like six years, but let's say 10, because uh, I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, should have retired uh, at the time that the Democrats still controlled uh, the U.S. Senate. And, the, and if she had done that, then uh, she would have been able to have been replaced by an appointee from uh, Democratic President Barack Obama. Uh, you know, it's it's. I'm not saying that like whatever justice he appointed would have been great. Okay, like you know, like obviously Sotomayor has been has been fine, uh, but. You know, uh, Kagan is not excellent, um, but it, certainly whoever he would have appointed would have been better than Amy Coney Barrett, right? Like, I think we can all agree on that. So that's one. So that's one justice uh, that that uh, ruled today against uh, federal abortion rights and could, you know, pr- presumably uh, have been uh, replaced with somebody who who would have been uh, better on on these topics. The other uh, the other person is Obama himself. And the reason is, is that when Antonin Scalia died in 20, early 2016, uh, that Obama then nominated Merrick Garland, uh, a centrist who, who's, who's now the um, U.S. Attorney General. Uh, there's, there's a lot to say about him, none of it good. Uh, you know, this, this guy's a, a pretty uh, boring centrist at best, uh, but certainly would have been better than Gorsuch, uh, who is... You know, another one of these uh, ghouls who just ruled um, against Roe to overturn Roe. And so I think that 
those uh, two individuals, those two kind of like democratic heroes bear a lot of responsibility for what happened. Because again, like if you look at like the right wing, you look at the conservative movement, there was never any doubt about what they were doing, right? There was never any question about their intentions, uh, what, what they wanted to see happen uh, with with abortion rights, what they wanted to see uh, happen with like the, you know, the, the, the end of this federal right uh, to choose the end of uh, the right to uh, bodily autonomy for pregnant people, like from basically the moment of conception, because that is essentially, I think that that was actually noted uh, in the dissent from Kagan Breyer and Sotomayor, that now uh, the minute that um, a, somebody uh, becomes pregnant, uh, then, you know, uh, pretty much instantly they lose uh, their their bodily rights. And, and that is pretty much a horror show on on a lot of levels uh so uh, that is certainly uh part of the blame i think does go uh to the democrats so so having said that so now let's see what the democrats have said in the last two like not even two hours hour and a half since this ruling came down right so it came down i think around like ten fifteen. it's eleven fifty three right now uh so uh, this is from uh, speaker nancy pelosi quote this cruel ruling is outrageous and heart-wrenching but make no mistake, the rights of women and all Americans are on the ballot this November. Like, that's it? That's it? Like, that's all that you have? Like, vote harder? I mean, this is... I I don't even know, like, what I was expecting. I, like, I don't think I was expecting really anything else. Uh, but for the response of, you know, this, like, quote-unquote, like, feminist hero, as she's always held up to be, like, this, you know, uh, girl boss, like, like politico... Uh, for her to just basically say, you guys need to go out and vote, is simply insufficient. Especially because we know, uh, or at least we are pretty certain at this point, that uh, Democrats are at least going to lose the House and possibly the Senate come uh, the midterm elections. I mean, uh, really, what are we looking looking at here? Like, like once once the uh, once the Democrats basically fail uh, to to get people in uh, to, to get themselves elected, then they're just going to blame the voters once again, say voters have to continue to work hard, like vote harder. And it's just like an endless cycle where they're never to blame. Um, and, you know, it's only the voters who are to blame. Um, it's quite, it's, 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 it's quite frustrating uh, to see that, but that's not even the worst thing. The worst is probably coming from uh, the House Democratic whip, James Clyburn. This is what he said, quote, it's a little anticlimactic, Climactic. I think we all expected this, and I'm hopeful. You know, I have to read the decision to see exactly the extent to which we can move legislative to to respond to a close quote. That is a complete empty uh, response. That means absolutely nothing. It's basically saying that you are uh, overreacting by having any kind of a, a, a negative reaction to this, and uh, that uh, you know we'll 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 see we'll see what we can do uh, in the future. Uh, just like total loser shit, like all over the place. Um, Joe Manchin uh, going, you know, uh, continuing on with him, with his uh, dedication to uh, trolling people and pissing people off, saying he, quote, trusted Justice Gorsuch and Justice Kavanaugh when they testified under oath that they also believed Roe v. Wade was settled legal precedent. And I am alarmed they chose to reject the stability the ruling has provided for two generations of Americans. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly, like, who gives a shit? 
really like i mean really who cares about that i don't i'm, I'm not even actually let myself get worked up about that one um meanwhile uh the right wing is being pretty clear about what they want uh democratic i wouldn't maybe call him a hero but certainly uh somebody who has benefited from the knee-jerk uh liberal impulse to rehabilitate right-wingers mike pence uh is now calling for a national abortion ban this is like should be surprising to literally nobody who has been paying attention to him and his record over uh the over his entire career i think since like the 90s i mean or maybe it was like early 2000s i mean this guy has been a, a hardcore evangelical psycho um, who only looked like somewhat sane uh, with the um, with kind of like you know like 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 being uh, in in the White House with Trump. So yeah, I mean you know the political response to this has been just about as horrible as you would expect. Uh, we are in a again an unprecedented catastrophic era. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, maybe you guys can. Anybody want to call in and chat? Uh, you know, with uh, the the lines are open. I can keep talking though, for sure. Uh, but I would love to hear from 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 any of you guys. Anyone who who wants to give a call in, um, just hit the little plus button there if you want to be a caller. Uh, the 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 reality for people on the ground uh, has been Washington Post reports when the decision came down. Many of the client clinics in trigger ban states were filled with patients uh, scheduled to receive abortion care. Uh, administrators had to inform patients that they could no longer legally perform the procedure. So, so there you are. Uh, you know, you're you're sitting in the waiting room. You're ready. You've 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 made this uh, difficult decision. Maybe it's a difficult decision. Maybe it isn't. But you made this like you know a, a medical decision, this healthcare decision, and. Uh, while you're sitting there waiting, it is it is just straight up uh, taken away from you. Uh, Evan Hill from the New York Times reports that Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin has stopped scheduling abortions after June 25th in anticipation of a SCOTUS ruling overturning Roe. Uh, the state would revert to an 1849 law banning abortions except when necessary to save the mother's life. So this was back in June 19th. He said this. This was about a week ago. Um, so they were already preparing uh, for that. Uh, also had a nice memory uh, from Amy Coney Barrett's hearings when Diane Feinstein uh, somehow remembered who Lindsey Graham was uh, for very briefly and said, I just want to thank you. This has been one of the best set of hearings I've ever participated in. Thank you so much for your leadership. For your leadership. I mean, I don't, I don't even really know, like, what to say about that. Uh, it, it's, this is pretty bleak shit. Honestly, um, you know, you know, what's interesting about Feinstein, too, is that she uh, she is I see son. I'll take you in a second here. But, but I just want to say about uh, Feinstein is obviously, you know, a an extreme example of the uh, the problems that the Democrat or like one of the problems that the Democrats face uh, at the congressional level. Right. Uh, because she's extremely old. Uh, and the entire Democratic bench, I think, is like 10 years, uh, like on average, older uh, than the GOP. Um, and I uh, just kind of got to wonder, like, what is uh, what's coming next? Because, you know, these these guys, these uh, all, all of these people are going to start, uh, you know, dying or or having their mental faculties decline rapidly like Feinstein has. 
Uh, and meanwhile, the, uh, the, the GOP, the, the right wing, will continue uh, to get younger and, and have a stronger bench as far as that goes. So uh, just pretty much uh, feeling pretty doom-pilled uh, all the way around. Let's take Sana, who I'm sure feels the same and uh, will, will let us know what, what, what her take is. Uh, Sana, thanks. Uh, how's it going? Uh, I mean, all things considered, um, it's, yeah, I, I have nothing of eloquence to really say, uh, just have been kind of processing everything and not just, of course, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, but just in the context of also some of the other major rulings that were, um, made yesterday as well. Right. And you mentioned Miranda rights and there's of course the, about concealed carry in New York state. Um, and uh, also of course the ruling regarding, uh, public funding of religious schools. And of course by religious schools, we're, we're speaking about, um, uh, Christian schools here, right? Like I have a really hard time believing that any <laughs> Islamic Sunday Islamic schools or Islamic public schools or private schools rather would receive much, uh, easily public funding, but, um, so I'm just kind of processing all of this. And I think like the only thing I have to say really is I think it's so important to continue looking at even today's decision in the context of like a very specific political and legal project that has been decades in the making, that this is not something that, you know, um, was like like, oh, it's not as though we did not see this coming, right? Unfortunately, this is something, all of this, not just, you know, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, even though I think that's been one of the defining factors of this, like, you know, uh, right-wing Christian white project um, since especially, since especially like the civil rights movement, desegregation, and, and of course, uh, since Roe v. Wade itself, um, but it's, you know, it's a project that's been so long in the making. And I think looking at it, looking at even the overturning of Roe v. Wade by itself um, is, uh, it, it is a mistake because it, it keeps us from looking at what country, what the country is being shaped into and not back into, right? I think like we, it's easy to kind of think like, oh, we're being sent back. This country is being sent back to a certain era and, um, you know, I think the better framing is definitely that is being sent into something far worse because of the technologies that we have available because of the sort of, I mean, I don't like to reference Gia T uh, Tolentino, um, because of, uh, you know, the whole slavery thing. The, yeah, the whole, the whole slavery thing. I don't like to reference, reference her or her work much, but she did have a piece in the New Yorker, which argues that we're not going to. Uh, we're not going to the past, we're going to somewhere worse. And, and on that framing, I 100% agree with her um, and might be the only thing I agree with her uh, is that it will be worse. And I think that it's also important that it's not, you know, women in particular are not losing just access to safe and legal abortion, which, you know, 85% of Americans uh, support, two thirds of it support it in, um, uh, you know, up to I believe 15 weeks and then, or in most cases, and like um, another a considerable percentage support it, like um, uh, in all, in all cases. But it is, you know, it, it's not only going to be abortion that's obviously impacted. It's going to be so much of access to women's health care, um, not and, and 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 reproductive care in particular, which we know is already poorly researched and funded in so many ways, right? Like 
specific aspects of reproductive health care are overly focused on, but overall reproductive health care, like we're still like, it's not very, you know, quote unquote, pro women as it exists. And so it's a scary time for sure to have, you know, have a uterus, <laughs> like uh, to have ovaries um, because of what this means for, uh, you know, especially the most vulnerable women and especially, you know, poor women, because here's the other thing, right? Like li rich liberal women, I'm not even just liberal, but like rich white women, rich women will be able to go to, or even like women, not even necessarily quote unquote rich, but like who have the means who need that kind of access will be able to travel to another state. Sorry, cut out for a second, but will be able to travel and get that access, um, you know, if they need it. But the women, of course, who do need it, and we do know that it's primarily, um, you know, uh, underprivileged women who uh, uh, need that access, especially to to uh, safe and legal abortion, who, who are kind of um, overly represented in, in that access, are the ones who are going to suffer the most, right? And they already will be suffering from, from lacking access to other aspects of healthcare as well. So I, we need to be able to look at you know, this is also a real class issue, right? It's not just a reproductive health issue, but the fact that reproductive health issues are also class issues and that, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to read something so, that Wendy Muse on Twitter, on Twitter tweeted just really quickly. Yeah, she said, um, she tweeted this on May 3rd and she re-upped it today. And she said, I appreciate the energy that goes into protecting abortion rights for, as often framed, poor women. But I hope this energy remains when politicians on both sides cut welfare assistance, child tax credits, school funding, workers' rights, and health care. This affects poor women, too. And I think that is something that we're going to see a lot more of because it doesn't end at Roe v. Wade. There is far worse stuff far worse rulings that are coming. And I know it's hard to imagine, but this is just, I would say, the beginning of the worst that is about to come. Yeah. So, um, uh, Sean, you want to just uh, stick here for a second. And again, I would say, you know, to, to everybody in the chat uh, who's who's on the app, please, uh, please call in. Please, please feel free to call in and, and say whatever you want. And we'll just, we'll just have a, we'll just have a conversation here. But um, I think I think it's interesting how you're talking about the the way that things are, you know, like getting like we might be going to a worse place. Maybe, you know, maybe it's kind of inaccurate to say that we're going backward. Uh, but I, I, I do think that in some ways that is what they want, though, and in that they want they want to go back in time in in very specific, specific ways uh, in that, like, you know, in, in this decision, uh, that, that came down, they, they specifically reference, uh, a number of, uh, other court decisions that are kind of like implicitly, they say that they would like to overturn. They want to go back to, uh, you know, when, when, when the right to, uh, marry who, whoever you want to, uh, regardless of race, uh, is, is no longer like federally protected the right, uh, to have, uh, same sex, uh, uh, sex and, and, and marriage, uh, are no longer going to be, I mean, like it, it, like there is a certain type of conservative, like idealism that they want to go back to. Now it like really should stress that, you know, back in the seventies when Roe was decided and before that, uh, abortion wasn't like a huge, huge issue in the U S uh, it, it, like, I'm, I'm not saying that it was something that was accepted, uh, something that was, 
you know, like that there was like an accepted right to it or that, uh, you know, it, it was something that people were expected to like that, that that was protected in any way. But it also wasn't like this, like third rail where the idea that somebody would have an abortion was like automatically uh, like like a religious culture war kind of thing. And so I, I think it's important to look at it that way because I think that that kind of like threads the needle a little bit between what you're saying about like both like, yes, they do kind of want to go back and that they want to reverse some of these decisions. But what they want to, quote, like, go back to, unquote, is, like, this idealized version of what they think conservative America, like, should have looked like. What they think, like, leave it to the beaver, like, 50s America really looked like as opposed to, like, what it actually did. And, I, I you know, I, I think that that is, is, is an important, like, distinction to make, that this has kind of evolved – uh, out of out out of out of a real like desire on the part of of people on the right to go to this idealized conservative like dream of like what they thought things looked like before um to do that but like but that the, the, yes like the the conservative dream world that they wanted to go to is is something that like did not exist and is actually like going to be a very new and very horrific nightmare just just to clarify, so obviously what I mean by that and what, you know, even Gio Tolentino argues, right, is that it's not that, I mean, of course, they want um, uh, to go back to a very particular way of, of American conservative life or American life, whatever, right? It's very reactionary. It's not, I'm not even going to call it, I'm not even going to call it traditionalist. Um, but, uh, but, but what we mean by like it being worse is that because of the way because of all the other kind of laws that are also now kind of being overturned or happening and also the mood in the country. And, um, you know, what Tolentino mentions in her piece is that with the technologies that we also have, right, like the surveillance type technologies um, is going to be worse than than what was there before. So that's kind of like what I mean by um, that it's not necessarily a return to the past. It's going to be something, yes, that, that idealizes it, but actually is far worse. Um, so, so there's, there's definitely that. I think another thing that's really important that always gets lost in, in kind of the uh, history of the pro-choice movement, or sorry, the pro-life movement in the United States is how much of it was also really linked to the civil rights movement and desegregation and how a lot of that rhetoric that was coming from this and the evangelical right that was also being cultivated at the time in the late 60s and early 70s, a lot of that, you know, rhetoric involved the decline of the white race and about white women, you know, um, having choosing to have then less babies if uh, if abortion was legalized. So that's all that's also like really a huge part of the um of the, of the, you know, uh, excuse the pun, the birth of the, of the pro, uh, pro-life, uh, movement. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like, like, uh, I definitely. And, um, uh, you know, long time readers or, or listeners, uh, uh, to the extent that, I, that I have them uh, will know that, um, that, that has been also like one of, one of the things like that kind of, uh, the way that you can kind of track like like the the white backlash to the civil rights movement all the way to the conservative movement today like there's kind of, it's kind of like an unbroken chain um but that's like a, like that's a very good point that i had forgotten about like the like the idea like tying it to like the 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 white birth rate so this is and and which also goes to uh the replacement theory uh 
stuff that we saw um, last month in 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 Buffalo, New York, uh, when you know a a, a white supremacist uh, repeating Fox News talking points, uh, you know, went, like like went out and shot up uh, a grocery store, something like an, an an act of you know horror and terror uh, that uh, you know has has kind of was was almost like kind of I don't want to say forgotten, but 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 almost de-emphasized after the 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 atrocity at Uvalde in Texas, um, and and so like I, I think it is important to kind of um, not to not to like try to 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 tie this stuff together to the point that like like that you're like over overreaching or overstretching, but like there are like a lot of threads here that kind of like there are like lines that 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 go. Uh, through the the conservative movement, through American politics, and 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 thank you for for uh, for bringing that one up because I kind of that one I kind of like uh, uh, slipped my mind there. Um, so so uh, Sonic, I, I would love to have you jump back on, but I think I'm going to take Sam uh, right now, um, and then and then we can have uh, uh, Sonic. You can jump back in. Also, like as, as I said before, everybody in the chat uh, who's on the app, please, please, please feel free to call in, say whatever you want. Uh, this is open phone lines. There's like really no uh, schedule here, like other than you know we're just kind of obviously talking about this this huge story that just that just happened. Uh, Sam, how's it going today? Uh, hey, Owen. Hey, everyone. Uh, grim times. Um, yeah, things aren't great. Uh, I I I was listening to Sana, and she she was making a lot of good points, and you've made a lot of good points too, especially like. We, I mean, reading over these decisions this week, and I haven't like read word for word each one of them, but I've, you know, skimmed the relevant parts and um, the, the decision out of Maine uh, that uh, would require public funding of religious institutions, religious schools, uh, the gun ruling, the Miranda ruling. This latest one is just how shameless this court is. Uh, how it is purely a tool for reaction and it's not interested in uh, developing any sort of coherent uh, legal theory or justification for what it's doing. And it's been less than two years since Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed. So, uh, you know, this is the damage the court has done in a relatively short amount of time for how young these justices are and how long the conservative majority will 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 stay put i mean a generation decades and you know when pelosi says you know abortion is on the ballot it's really not like this court has made it clear that it is willing to achieve its reactionary ends by striking down anything this uh, any any law that congress would pass that would go against it so the thrust has to be uh, against to- the thrust has to be towards deconstructing the court somehow. And uh, the Democrats just are, are not interested in that. And as long as they're not interested in that, nothing's going to change. Like this is a march that, as I said, we're about two years into probably a 30 year project here uh, with this, with this tool that the right has in the court. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, like, you know, maybe, like... maybe, Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I mean, I was just going to get into like, what are the options when it comes to like what can be done about the court? And 
Sure. So let me let me just say like uh, just just before we get into that because I think that's a really important uh, uh, discussion to have. Um, that I, I just do want to emphasize again, like what you said, like about how like relatively young the justices who are on like Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, uh, Coney Barrett, I think, are like they're all under sixty. I think like these like they're they're Gen X, pretty sure. Like or 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 maybe sixty, but like. You know, at least another like fifteen, twenty, maybe maybe more years. Um, you know, like the like the oldest one now is is Clarence Thomas, and he doesn't seem anywhere near to uh, 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 retirement of some kind. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it, it's 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 a the the right wing has a supermajority, two seats of which uh, you could reasonably at least one seat of which you could reasonably say. Uh, should not have been, uh, you know, that that the Democrats should have fought harder for. Uh, but yeah, like the idea that like somehow we're going to vote for this and it's going to change, uh, you know, like the, like they have the trifecta right now. They're not doing anything with it. So why would you expect uh, anything else? Um, and and we'll go back to Sam here. Like I said, anybody who wants to call in, feel free well, to get in the queue. Uh, but go, Sam, go ahead. I mean, I mean you can, you, I mean, I, I've, I don't, you know, I don't fuck with the Democratic Party. Like, I've just, I've tr- I'm trying to get into this new approach where, like, I don't even, I don't even think about them. I try not to even think about them anymore because it's so important for the left to, like, build something new. And I think a lot of people, I think believing that we can, like, take over the Democratic Party and, like, turn it into some anti-capitalist party or something like that is a lot of people who are trying to take the easy way out here instead of accepting the like more difficult truth is that we're going to have to like build our own, our own structures and maybe not be involved in kind of mass party politics for a while until we can like organize enough workplaces and develop enough, uh, you know, organize worker power to where we can start affecting change through shutting down the economy and things like that. And we're not anywhere close to that. Um, now, if the Democratic Party, like, wanted to pretend like it was serious on this issue and make this really uh, put it on the ballot in November, then they would run on things like impeaching justices, which they could do. Like, these are all things that a Democratic majority in Congress and a Democratic president are capable of doing, is impeaching justices. You don't even need to have a good reason to do it. You can just do it. That's what the right would do. But there are plenty of good reasons to do it here. You have corrupt justices and justices that were appointed by like corrupt presidents. So you could also, you know, promise to expand the court, uh, impose limits, term limits on the court for how long uh, justices are allowed to serve. And you could provoke a constitutional crisis and just start ignoring court rulings. So um, this this there are things the party could do, but they won't do it. So. If the party's not going to do that, what other options are there? And I think the only one is like the hard work that's going to, in, in the meantime, you have to like support local abortion providers and groups that are, are risking their own safety and well-being to provide these services in areas where they're being outlawed and you have to look out for each other. But the project has to be building up worker power across the country to be able to like wield a giant hammer when things like this happen that you can break the economy and um, you know, hopefully we can, we can get there, get there one day, I guess. Um, and because and we have to get there soon because this court's going to start 
going after our, you know, going after uh, organizing as well. This wave of organizing that we've seen recently is going to end up uh, getting challenged all the way up to the Supreme Court in some way. And you can imagine um, the court striking down a lot of a lot of protections for organizing as well. And then we get to a territory where we can't really talk about what our options are really uh, in public. So, you know, I yeah, I mean, like that is like that. That's kind of where. But that's also like that, that. I mean, that already is like kind of like where things are at, right? Like the the, the court is just slowly. I, I think I, I saw somebody on Twitter refer to it as like an un, unelected uh, mini Congress. Uh, you know, basically just making laws um, and and kind of superseding the other, you know, the other uh, like like Congress and, and, and the White House and just kind of like leapfrogging over them. Right. And just saying like, hey, uh, we're just going to like make the laws here. Uh, it, it, it's like like the options are getting scarce. Right. Like 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 there's not a sparse, I guess, maybe is the right word. Anyway, um, whatever the word is uh like like there are not a lot of options remaining and so i am curious as to like what happens i mean you know after because i think that like after the george floyd uh 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 murder what we saw was like this kind of like grassroots uprising around the country they just kind of exploded uh, in, 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 in a way that I think people didn't really expect, you know, there were a lot of different factors that led to that, obviously, uh, you know, COVID shutdowns, uh, the fact that, the, you know, pe- people were feeling already kind of like, uh, penned up and, and, uh, there was also, you know, like Black Lives Matter had been going, uh, for, for quite some time at that point and, and, and had made like changes as far as the way that people like looked at this stuff, but still, I, the, the point that I'm trying to make is that these protests did kind of explode and turn into a political uh, moment that that um, at least changed part of how we talk about things, even though like whether or not there was any material change is certainly up for interpretation and doesn't really seem like any of the uh, gain. A lot of the gains have been reversed. Uh, but this this moment, I mean, like, do, do you think that we're going to just see like a bunch of apathy here? Uh, where where people are just going to give up, or do you think that we're going to see like an explosion of of anger and protest? I think it's an open question, honestly. Like I'm I'm, I'm curious as to like kind of what happens. I uh, yeah, I, I, Owen, I have no idea, and you know, we like we are really in you know like I'm I I, I, I as um, sometimes pessimistic uh, of the future as I sometimes get. Uh, I'm stunned at how, and I posted this earlier at how quick like reaction has taken hold in this country and entrenched itself from in just the last, probably since Obama, you know, since his term was over and a lot of it's, you know, somewhat in reaction to him superficially. Uh, But it's, uh, I don't, you know, you saw a lot of liberals talk about how they're going to burn down burned down the court after RBG died and and Republicans moved to a point Amy Coney Barrett so quick and like nothing came of that. And I think you will see, I guess, you know, the more radical left, uh, 
you know, a lot of it's going to come down to more focus on mutual aid because like what are you don't have any institutions that can protect you now in some states. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what people can do like without we're not we're not in a position to like affect the sort of change we we need to be. So we need to just like tear, take care of each other and build power in the meantime, I guess. Uh, kind I really of like don't know. Centralized approach. Well, what is what is what is the other option? Because I, I, the Democratic Party is not a game. That's like that's not an option. <laughs> like they're not. They, they've shown that they're not. Um. So, yeah, we got to like take care of each other. I guess. A, a, a somewhat hopeful uh, message, Sam, from you there. Is it? Uh, I don't know how hopeful it is. Like, I wish there were, I wish there were like institutions to take care of us that we could trust and stuff, but those have all disappeared. And, you know, we are in the process of building new ones, I think, like in the organized labor movement, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Maybe we will be in, in a decade, but uh, in the meantime, you know, we've got to like survive. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Sam, for that. Um, uh, uh, I'd say primarily bleak, but I'm going to I'm going to choose to see your last uh, 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 part there. It's hopeful uh, commentary. Uh, Sana is back in the queue. We're going to take Sana. Um, and and, I, you know, I, th- I think maybe we'll we'll wrap uh, shortly after that. But again, like, you know, if anybody wants to, to, to join in, uh, please feel free to. Uh, to, to jump in the queue so that we can uh, get you guys in before before we uh, before we log off. And I realize that this was kind of like an impromptu room uh, to start. So, uh, you know, if, if, if people don't feel comfortable uh, spouting out, but please, like if, if, if you do or if you just need to get something off your chest about this catastrophe, uh, please feel free to jump in. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I see Cassandra's there. So we'll go to Cassandra after Sana. Uh, Sana, go ahead. Yeah, I just um be quick and I just wanted to kind of respond to your question as to whether this is going to be something that prompts people to do something. And I think that, you know, this country in particular has effectively, especially over the last 20 years, um, shut down any means of meaningful change that can come from uh, any kind of uh, grassroots organizing, um, you know, even I just think about what protesting and organizing used to look like around something like being uh, in around wars uh, back in the early 2000s versus what that looks like right now. And I think, um, you know, I think it is bleak. I think that when you live in um, the heart of a global empire that is built on the facade of democracy while repressing uh, its citizens and especially the most um, vulnerable of its you know, citizens, um, that there are way too many distractions that are put in place uh, for all of us to actually do something um, that would really push the, uh, the chambers of power, so to speak, right? Uh, I, I think to echo what Sam was saying, it's going to come down to what, you know, frankly, millions of people in this country have done because this country was not built to protect them or for them, which is that you rely on your communities, right? Um, But even that has its limitations when so much in this country, especially when it comes to issues of access to healthcare, 
and especially in the context of today's conversation, is still controlled by, you know, um, big institutions, government institutions, corporations, etc. So even unfortunately, there's limitations to what community organizing can achieve, but it can still achieve a lot. And that's the only thing I think we can and should be relying on right now, because, you know, per also what Sam was saying, um, we the, the only quote unquote opposition that we have is not even an opposition. Right. Um, right. And so in, in lieu of that, it's like all we can do is rely on the communities that we live in and empower those um, and see what structures we can build locally um, and, 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 and do mutual aid the right way. Because unfortunately, I think it often gets done, especially on Twitter in a, in a weird, bizarre way that uh, isn't in line with the history of what mutual aid is. But do mutual aid the right way um, and, and really um, start doing that, because I think all we can do is see how we can make the lives of one another a little easier, more bearable in these situations, in these times, because quite frankly, this country is rapidly, I mean, it's already in it, but it's really rapidly descending into, um, into fascism. And, and, I, and I don't say that lightly. I don't like, I used to use the word fascist a lot more liberally, but now I, I, I certainly don't. Um, and, you know, it, that the descent is happening, I think, far quicker than a lot of people had anticipated. And, um, yeah, all we can do is kind of make sure that everyone has some comforts that uh, this country doesn't allow them to have. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. I think that's an important point, too, about how, like, like there is a real distinction uh, between how mutual aid works um, and, and how uh, politics, I think, well, like, work uh, in reality uh, as opposed to uh, on social media. Like, uh, you know, like, yes... Uh, posting is a good way to kind of vent, uh, but like to actually get things done to change things uh, does require some 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 real world work. Um, we uh, probably should talk about uh, two other statements coming here. Uh, first, we have uh, Barack Obama, who we talked about at the top of the show, um, and you know his his messaging is exactly what you would expect. Uh, today, the Supreme Court not only reversed nearly uh, 50 years of precedent, it relegated the most intensely personal decisions someone can make to the whims of politicians and ideologues attacking the essential freedom of millions of Americans. Um, if you're looking, blah, 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 if you're looking for uh, ways to respond, he does, He, I mean, he does at least say, you know, doesn't go with the uh, the vote thing. He does say Planned Parenthood. Um, United States of Women. I, I, I assume that's uh, a, a, one of the groups uh, that that helps with those rights. Um, but you know, I, 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 again, I think a little responsibility uh, from one of the people in power who could have done something about this would be would be welcome. Um, but you know, I, I, of course, that's not what we're going to meet. Hey, uh, Cassandra, can you hear me? Hi. Yes, I can. Thank you. Um, I yeah, was. I just need to clear up one thing. It's a handle. It's a pseudonym, so it doesn't matter how you pronounce it. Um, but um, I wanted to get in the queue just to add um, a word of just wisdom that I heard to the conversation, in hopes that it kind of helps us stay motivated. Um, because I feel like there's a lot of things coming at us that can really shock the system and cause it cause people to disengage you know just for their own kind of survival 
And one thing that I heard uh, the speaker Marianne Williamson say at one of her talks once, um, someone was telling her that they were overwhelmed and they didn't want to look at anything. And her response, you know, whether you like her as a, a politician or not, I thought this was a, a good word of wisdom. Um, she said, you know, how dare you, you know, if you can't do anything else, bear witness to what's going on. And um, for me, when there's been times when I've been overwhelmed by what's going on in the politics, um, I've used that to just, that's how I can stay engaged. If I if I'm, can do nothing else right now, if I don't know what to do, I can at least like bear witness. And just by doing that and having that detachment, then when opportunities come up, you're ready to engage again. And I just wanna say like, we're all in this together and um, just trying to give a little hope to the conversation. And that's it, I'll uh, hang up. Well, yeah, I mean, you can stay on if you want, because I think that, I, I mean, I think that is a, I, I do want to make the distinction that I'm not saying uh, that uh, to to what you're kind of defining as like bearing witness is oh, is, is is not like useful in itself. I'm just saying that you know sometimes uh, when when people I think when I think sometimes when people are like looking for you know w what can I do what should I do and and they they, they I think they sometimes can uh, not have like that level of clarity. Where they can be like, okay, well, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to bear witness to what's going on, and I'm going to pay attention to what's going on, and I'm going to like allow that to inform not only like what's going on now or, or like what I can do in the future. But I think that sometimes people, you know, will will will, will feel like they like they need to do something, uh, but yeah. then there's like this feeling of kind of like it's not like apathy, but like you feel like you're kind of trapped. Like there's like you know what yeah. can I do, right? What 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 can I do here? Uh, it doesn't oh, yeah. seem like I can do much. So, and then, and then you just kind of end up just like caught in this little hamster wheel almost yeah. of, 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 I guess, posting for like lack of a better term. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I'm just trying to make that distinction there, but I think you're completely right. Oh yeah. And I just want to clarify, I wasn't trying to make a point in opposition to anything you were saying. I was trying to kind of piggyback on, on your comment about like keeping hope, um, but yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't mean my uh, comment to be in opposition to anything you were saying at all. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you. Uh, thank thank you. you so much for, for, for your call. Um, I think um, okay. I'll give kind of like a, a last call here. I'll, I'll, I'll talk for a couple of minutes and then I think um, uh, maybe we'll kind of, we'll, maybe we'll wrap after that. Um you know, but if anybody else wants to jump in, we'll totally I'll, like I'll take your guys' calls um, for 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 at least a little while here. Uh, but you know, I just wanted to, um, yeah, I don't. There is there is I, I, the one thing I did want to say earlier, uh, which I, I got a little derailed, uh, is that Susan Collins, uh, Republican Senator of Maine, is expressing, uh, yeah, like a, like a lot of concern uh, over over the uh, Dobbs decision um, and, and says, you know, in a similar thing to what Manchin said, but I don't think Manchin necessarily, like, I don't think Manchin voted for both Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. I'm pretty sure you didn't vote for, for Barrett, but says, uh, she says, this decision is inconsistent with what Justices Gorsuch and Kavanaugh said in their testimony in their meetings with me, where they both were insistent on the importance of supporting longstanding precedents that the country has uh, relied on. Um, and, it's, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people in Maine uh, 
who who have uh, problems with with Collins um, for exactly kind of like this reason that she just tries to kind of like play at being in the center, kind of talk like she's being in the center while uh, always promoting these these kind of like right wing, uh, you know, like like these votes, like the like the actual votes that she takes are right wing. And then she presents herself as this kind of like reasonable centrist or this like moderate voice, uh, which is just, you know, uh, uh, I guess inconsistent with, with, with reality, inconsistent with the way uh, that she actually uh, governs, that she actually participates uh, in the Senate. And, you know, again, like, I do think that there is a, I think that there is like, like there's certainly something to be said for uh, I think, you know, to kind of jump off of what Sam was saying earlier, this, this idea where, you know, like there's like electoralism is not the answer and Democrats are not going to be the answer. And like, in, in the same way, I think like, you know, yelling about Democrats and Republicans uh, is, is cathartic and that's what we've been doing here. And that's what uh, I've certainly been, been doing online today. That's, that's felt really good. It's felt really good to yell at these uh, fucking ghouls and monsters, but um, ultimately, it doesn't really make uh, a whole bunch of difference. They're they're just completely removed from reality, um, and the only t- and then whenever whenever there is a chance, right, for reality uh, to kind of bleed in, then the state uh, jumps into uh, into action. So. Right now, um, uh, Manu Raju, I'm hoping, I hope that I'm uh, pronouncing his name correct, uh, the uh, congressional correspondent, the chief congressional correspondent for CNN just posted this video. It's just like a line of D.C. riot cops with uh, shields, batons, and full, uh, you know, like Mad Max style, uh, you know, armor heading down to the court. Um, and, you know, clearly they are headed down there to uh, to control or even maybe even stop any kind of, you know, protest that would be going on uh, outside of the court. And, you know, like, let, let's not forget that, you know, after Kavanaugh was confirmed, like there was like, it, like, it didn't quite hit the point of riot, but there was like a pretty huge protest. People were like banging on the doors as he was getting sworn in. Uh, they, you know, they, they, they just did it in a room with Trump. They didn't do it like openly or outwardly. Uh, because of the fact that there was this huge, huge, huge reaction of rage and anger uh, over uh, Kavanaugh uh, getting um, uh, g- getting confirmed, even after you know the, the, the credible accusations against him, and I might add uh, the the very, very credible uh, accusations of perjury uh, that were just kind of dismissed. But that's another story. Maybe that's a show for another time. Um, so I, I think, I think that there is like a level of anger and rage right now uh, that could be harnessed uh, politically, and and I guess I would kind of wrap by saying that I really hope that it is. I really hope that there is a space for that. I hope that there is a possibility that we can see um, that activism, that 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 anger and that energy. Uh, be harnessed for real political change, not for not not to get people to go out and vote for Democrats, but to, to get people to go out into the streets and demand change and do the kind of like real uh, political thing that uh, that has been, I think, lacking 
really lacking uh, in 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 recent um, in in recent uh, e- uh, at least at least over the like the last like year and a half. It seems like ever since Biden, you know, uh, won election and after like you know he he, he got sworn in. A lot of that left energy, that liberal, even that liberal energy, right, that could be kind of harnessed uh, for the left and, and that there could be some sort of maybe like meeting in the middle uh, between the two has just kind of dissipated. So hopefully, hopefully we can see uh, it being harnessed and, and being used to actually uh, affect political change. And that's probably about as hopeful as I'm going to get um, and uh, probably we'll go right back to being doom pilled uh, in about like 10 minutes. So I think we're just going to end it there. I'd like to thank uh, Sam, Sana, uh, Cassandra for calling in. Um, you guys were great. Uh, thanks for talking to me. Thanks for thanks to everybody uh, who listened in live here on the app. Um, really, really appreciate you guys uh, for for joining me at this kind of like last minute impromptu uh, room here that we just kind of set up in like five minutes and, and, and decided to do, uh, if, if, if you, if you haven't already subscribed to the show and you haven't already, uh, followed, uh, please do, even if you're listening on replay as well. Um, and if you're listening to this on Spotify or on Apple podcasts, after the fact on syndication, please be sure to rate us and, and do all of that stuff. So thanks everybody. Um, and hopefully, uh, when we, when we rejoin, uh, when we join each other, uh, next week, we'll have some, uh, maybe more more positive stuff to talk about. All right. Have a good weekend, everyone. Bye.